Give me all options for repairing the original timeline. There exists only one viable option. The Kennedy presidency must end as history originally recorded. We're gonna go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation about Dead Run. I know we enjoyed, I mean, like, of course we enjoyed our conversation. Look, look at us patting ourselves in the back. Um, but like, I loved talking to you, Paul. Yeah, and, and, and I love talking to you as well, Terry. It's almost as if maybe we should record it and let people listen. Um, oh my God. Like, yeah, right? Um, I would like the idea that this has been going on for like five years where it's like, I was not aware that we were being, yeah, recorded. like we're still negotiating. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it'd be like these leak tapes, like these guys, it's like, it's weird. All they do is just talk about the twilight zone. Anyway. Yeah. Circle. Yes. If you like this. Yes. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, that was, it was a cool segment to get into. Um, and, and now we're, uh, into, uh, the next episode of the twilight zone. This is a, uh, anthology based podcast in which we have uh, talked about the original Twilight Zone, um, all five seasons there, which, by the way, I was at Best Buy recently, and I saw the Blu-ray collection of the original Twilight Zone for like 50 bucks, and I almost pulled the trigger. I should have done it. I should go do it right now, actually. We stopped recording. I should go buy that. You know what? Let's let Everybody just hold on for a second. Yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty fair price. I mean, it's $10 a season, which I think that you're overpaying for season four, but whatever. Um, like I might do that cause I don't have a physical copy of the original series. Now I, d- I just wonder if they have certain episodes in there too. Like, did they have the pilot episode and do they have, um, uh, the new exhibit? No, it wasn't new exhibit. What's the one with a uh, Robert Duvall? Yeah. Mute was not mute. It was uh miniature. And then also, miniature. Um, oh, what was the one that we talked about in season five? That was, uh, uh, there was a couple that were pulled from syndication. I'm going to guess this is, I mean, I think it's the complete run. Uh, I am the night color. Me black. Well, no, it wasn't we'll, that one. We'll talk about that in, like later. That'll tie into this episode. But, uh, okay. no, what was it? The one with George Takei in it. Um, that was the one that like the, what was it? Um, not the duel, whatever it's called anyway. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. It, 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 it's yes. Yeah. Right. He comes. Yeah. So there's, there's a couple of those that were pulled from syndication. I think all of it's there. Cause I mean, why not? Uh, but still $50, probably a good price. It's probably already gone. Cause I waited too long on it. Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, we talked about the original series. We talked about the Paramount plus Paramount plus produced, um, uh, two seasons, which I also need to buy on physical media. Not that anybody cares. Uh, and we're now talking about the 80 series. We are now in like the last fourth, last fifth of the first season. And we've been covering it segment by segment. We do cover other anthology based things here, folks. However, um, we're in like, you know, we're in the home stretch. Like I kind of just want to kind of just want to get this, like run it down because we've been talking about this season for over a year now. Right. I think we're, I think we're due to hit the finish line. Then we can get into other things. I think that's fair. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be talking about something different, you know, pretty soon. So yes, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, kind of reminding people if you're listening to this now and usually turn off the end part of the the podcast, we always do recommend that you put in those suggestions for something that we could cover. I mean, we've we've had a lot of fan suggestions in the past, and we've covered them. So yes, you could be the next one, and we'll give you a, a shout out. So. I, I like the idea that I almost want to play the Prices Right music, where it's like it could be you, like ba da ba da. Anyway, so uh, come so, yeah, on down. Come on down. Um, what would you be willing to listen to this episode? One dollar, and that's the max price. I get it. So all right, um, all right. So we're yeah, we're into season one, episode twenty, segment A, profile and silver, air date March seventh, nineteen eighty six. Number one film, Pretty in Pink. Number one song, uh, Kyrie by Mr. Mister. And you're going to be like, I don't know the song. You do know the song. Go listen to it. And you realize it's one of those 80 songs that you know the chorus, but you probably don't know any words at all to it. You know how there's some I, of those 80 songs that you're like, it's from a band that's from a different country. You're like, I love this. And you literally have no idea what they're saying. I, I love that song. It's a great song. Yeah. Actually, like that's a good little pairing of like how I've been feeling for the last like 10 years and like my nostalgia um for 80s and that so i love pretty in pink i think it's a uh, fun movie I, I a lot of john hughes stuff is like in heavy rotation in my house so yeah 80s i love the 80s there we go. Uh, I, for, for good or bad i love the 80s yeah. <laughs> yeah so so yeah there you go that's our uh that, that's the song and film uh so march 9th so two days after the segment and episode aired this ties back to something we talked about earlier um in terms of air dates and the you know and this will kind of be a theme that runs through the episode uh the united states navy divers find the largely intact but heavily damaged crew compartment of the space shuttle challenger the bodies of all seven astronauts are still inside uh, just to tell you that, you know, the tragedy was still going on and we talked about that impact when it happened, um, in an earlier episode, it is national tragedy. Um, it's unfortunately one of those things that's going to kind of tie to the story we're about to talk about in the sense of the enormity of it. Right. So I just, it, you know, just, it would have been, it would have been odd to not mention it just because of the synchronicity of it, unfortunately. Yeah, that's uh, that's very true, and I'm glad that you brought that up. The the one piece of uh, uh, news that I was going to bring in is uh, on March 6th, the day before this episode aired, uh, after losing all appeals, American rock singer David Crosby began serving five years sentence for drug and weapons convictions in Texas State Prison. So, yeah. <laughs> we just recently lost him too. Yeah. Uh, dude had a hell of a life, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I did not know that about him. Like, so it's like outside doing like all this, like uh Crosby stills and Nash stuff. He's like, yeah, you know, I went to prison for weapons charges. I mean, just, can you imagine like the, the touring back in the seventies with them and Neil Young, like the shit they got into my God, like that. Um, it, just it, being it, like a touring artist back in the day, like going cross country on a, in a bus where possibly anybody could just like be marauders and try to get in your bus and stuff. Well, like also wasn't there, and I know I'm, I'm getting off track here, but wasn't there a tour in Canada that was like, uh, like a lot of artists on a train, like with Janis Joplin and company that has to be like, to be a fly on the wall, to almost be an historical observer, to go back with the green wristwatch, just to see it happen. That would be crazy. Like I, yeah, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a, there's a lot of these people are kind of falling off right now. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> like, I, 
I, I, any of these kinds of things, if I find, um, you know, <laughs> David Crosby should have been dead 18 times over before he passed away. And like, was it 2022, 2021, <laughs> something like that. Right. Like, you know, dude, uh, you know, dude was part cat. Like he, uh, got, he got out like, you know, a lot longer than some. Right. So <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't think Nikki, uh, Nikki six was any shit. Like he was <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> you want some stories, but yeah, I got some. Yeah. Right. And meanwhile, um, what, what's his face from, uh, the stones, Mick Jagger still around looking more and more like a, a catcher's mitt, you know, whatever. <laughs> yep. Pretty much what was um, that? Like, look, a face, like a freshly slapped ass is what we said last week. So yeah, he's getting there. <laughs> anyway, um, I like that. I like that Johnny Depp is fast approaching him versus how long it took him to look like him. You know, Johnny Depp is just like, like, he's just, you know, taking that, like, that's like that rocket. Like now he's like, I didn't age. I was the Paul Rudd forever. And now I'm like, foop, I'm about to become him. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, well, cause he played but, his father in the pirates film, right? Like the whole thing, like that was the Keith, whole thing. Keith Richards. Yes. Yeah. Keith, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there. Right. Sorry. I'm. I'm just. It's all the rum. I, I, yeah. I, it's. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm having some rum, and I also have a little bit of the crud. So I, my brain's all over the place. So I apologize. Uh, well, so you yeah. better fight it with the kraken. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Like you know, like you know what they say: drinking just lowers your like your immune system. My argument is no, because then it fills your system and it kills all the bad stuff. Right. Like that's that's why it, the, drinking. You know, it, it's the the healthiest thing you could do. Right? Yeah, just pickle yourself, man. Seriously. <laughs> I'm saving myself for future um, conversations at future Harvard in like 150 years. Uh, that's my way to preserve myself. Spoilers. Um, so, yeah, let's just get into who did what here. Um, I didn't realize the name of the director also kind of ties into all this, too. This is really silly. But, yeah, let's get into uh, cast and crew. Okay. So, yeah. So, our director is uh, somebody who we've talked about in a more recent past, uh, John D. Hancock. This is the third of five episodes that he has done for the 80s rendition of the Twilight Zone. Uh, the ones we talked about prior was uh, Kentucky Rye and If She Dies. Yeah, so far uh, batting 50-50 there, right? Like not like oh, not not so good. Uh, uh, but just John Hancock, right? We're going to get into a lot of presidential stuff. Of course, John Hancock. Like he wasn't the president, but you know. Herbie Hancock. No. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows it's Herbie Hancock, right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but and, but I took my notes. I wrote all in caps. If she dies, I'm just like, oh no, here we go. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, at the next year at our writing credit, because I mean, we talked pretty lengthy about uh, Hancock, and we'll talk about him again in the future. So yeah, we'll just kind of leave it there. Um, but yeah, so our writer on this one is uh, J. Neil uh, Shillman. Yes, Shillman. Shillman. Yeah. yeah. Um. He was a doctor in this episode too. I wanted to put that at the forefront. He uh, he acted in this episode as well. But this dude, the information I found for him on IMDb is almost like a dating profile that somebody <laughs> set up for him. <laughs> it's just like oh. this is. I, I just want to put this out there. This is what it says straight from IMDb, right under his pictures. A John or a J. Neil uh, Shulman is a writer, publisher, radio personality, composer. Pro- I, I swear to God, it says profit, uh, filmmaker and actor Ed Taurus, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. And it enjoys long walks on the beach. Like, I like who wrote this? Like he, he likes, uh, drinking pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so we, he just passed about four years ago. So, I mean, that, you know, it's terrible, but 
I really couldn't bring anything to the discussion so here about you, things funny. that he had done for film. The, the funny, it's funny when you mentioned Prophet, because it feels like this is one of those guys that was his own weird character. Only segment he directed here. But in 2013, he completed, uh, not directed, sorry, written. Uh, in 2013, he completed production of a feature film called Alongside Night. And the... Starring Kevin Sorbo, red flag, Jake Busey, <laughs> Jake Busey, you know what? Love him in the Frighteners. You know, he's doing his own thing. Tim he's Russ. Problematic too. Yeah. Tim Russ, which we love. We talked about him. Actually, we talked about him at Kentucky Rye. He showed up there for a second as a cop. Um, but yeah, it's this whole thing. I'm like, okay. So then uh, I like that it said here, uh, it was released for streaming. Sorry. It had limited theatrical release. No shit. Uh, released for streaming on iTunes, Amazon video and Amazon prime. And as a Blu-ray DVD combo pack, I have no idea what the other film was like, like partnered up with. Um, and it says alongside that is the story of the financial economic collapse. Sorry. Final economic collapse of the United States as seen through the eyes of a 16 year old searching for his missing Nobel laureate economist father and the mysterious teenager Lorimer whom Elliot meets in a black market underground whose own father might be the reason for Elliot's father's missing. When you get into final economic collapse and Kevin Sorbo, all of this feels it's going to get really weird political. And with this yeah. guy calling himself a prophet, you know, I just, you know, Jake Busey, Tim Russ, you guys got paid good on you. You know, guys say that. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know, man. Like, there's just like some red flags from this dude's like stuff that I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't let think me just I put it this way. I understand that many people, they listen to the show. We may have different political like views and stuff, but it's like Kevin Sorbo has made it a point to become a particular kind of weird and terrible over the last few years. And I love that every time he says something stupid, Lucy Lawless comes in and she's like, oh, peanut, you're wrong. You know, so you have, you always have Zena coming in and being like, love you, Kevin, you're an idiot, like kisses or whatever, you know, I'm like, thanks, Zena, you are the warrior princess. Thank you. I literally just spit on myself. Oh my God. It just comes in. It says peanut. Oh yeah. But it's like, like, yeah, yeah, she does. She's like, oh honey. Oh, you tried. I'm sorry, Hercules. Oh Zena's going to come in and, uh, you know, kick your ass and put you straight, you know, anyway. So. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So outside of all that, yes. we'll get into our cast here. Um, cause we have quite a bit to talk about folks. I think there's a, this is a very interesting episode. Yeah. It's but, the entire uh, so, yeah. state of Texas, I think is represented in this. So yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, Lane Smith leads off our cast for the notes here. It's a, a professor, Joseph, uh, Fitzgerald. Uh, he was in Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, which we've talked about in the past. And that actually, we've even talked about possibly covering this. So if anybody out there likes Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. And I've never seen uh, it. So, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And then um, he was also Perry White in, uh, or on the show Lois and Clark, New Adventures of Superman for a ton of episodes. But this is something I wanted to bring into the discussion real quick. He was also in Red Dawn which your other podcast will be discussing in about two weeks. Two weeks so. Yeah. I just I had no idea the symmetry there, but yeah, he was, uh, uh also in the nineties outer limits. Uh, uh, what was it? Um, uh, amazing stories. Alfred Hitchcock presents the eighties edition V very, yeah. very recognizable guy. Yeah. Like he's been in a lot of genre stuff. So yeah, but also yeah. he, there was a film called the final days where he played Richard Nixon, which I think is interesting once we figure out his, his deal here. So oh, I can see that. Yeah, oh, that's good. Pretty decent casting, actually. Yeah, versus him looking like Kennedy, but we'll get there in a second. Yeah, oh, the other guy, yeah. yeah. No, all, all, none of them look like the people are supposed to look like, but like, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, anyway, that doesn't like, yes. doesn't affect the story, but it does it does stretch um, 
credibility. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. We'll get there. Yeah. And, and, and as much as I want to try to do a Canadian oh. uh, uh, impression, I will not I, save um, all of our. Yeah, I said so. I was um, un, un, uh, um, unplugging my iPad before we start. Like I brought it into my my office to set it up, and I tried saying something, and I was like, "Nope, that's not working." Like it wasn't even like Mayor Joe Quimby from The Simpsons. It was one of the worst things I've ever ever attempted to do so nope that's not going to happen yeah, yeah. I, I i should have done some more practice but uh, for the sake of saving people from that hey maybe we even have some people that are from the new england area that might actually be listening to this so yeah, we're not going to put if your guys if there's some <laughs> if there's some assholes out there just let us know how it's supposed to sound it's fine other than like <laughs> yeah. what was it like chowda like that um and i know it's not exactly new england i had a friend uh when i was in college that was from new jersey and for the life of me he could not say the word water correctly it was always water and i wanted to just slap him in the face did he also say rubbish <laughs> maybe i don't know but water and it, he would make fun of me because i grew up in west virginia i'm like you know at least you know like you have an accent and you're saying i do all right anyway continue um please so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to our next cast yes. member here uh, we got andrew robinson uh, he plays JFK in this. He plays, uh, you know, the the former president John F. Kennedy. Yes, yeah, so, um, so similar was, looking to JFK. It's a, like no, not at all. And anyway, yeah, yeah. another uh, like really recognizable guy for a lot of genre stuff. Mm -hmm. So he was in he was in Cobra. Uh, he was also in Dirty Harry, which I did not realize that he was the killer. He was the Scorpio killer. Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no clue. With the weirdest I like, scream ever in that film. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, yeah, like the the, yeah. the longer hair really does like make him look different but yeah child's play three and the thing i recognize him from immediately hellraiser yeah just major asshole right major mass hole and um and hellraiser so good in this and so good in that film yeah yeah it's it, i mean again like he has a pretty lengthy career and a lot of genre stuff so i mean there's mm -hmm. other stuff here too but like to just to save a this podcast going for three hours, like, yeah, there go. Uh, well, whatever, but uh, what are you talking about? Anyway, so, uh, no, um, just how dare you accuse me of the other show that I do doing going three hours, but no, it's just, we he, could. Was, he, we could, uh, I just, um, he's one of those guys when I saw him, I'm like, I know him from something. And then when I started doing the notes, I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. Hellraiser. Right. So it was like, yeah, it bugged me. And then to realize I'm like, Oh, you're playing Kennedy, you know? And then like, also, uh, was it the, the um, brother that killed the other brother? Right. Like anyway, that um was uh was perfect on the daughter too in that movie. It, well, it's a, he was, yeah. he's actually the father, and then oh. he gets murdered by his brother Frank. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, it's or been a Julia, while. I think, kills him actually. But yeah, either way, uh, yeah. So like uh, to our next cast member here is a uh, uh, Louis uh, Giambalvo. Yeah, uh, Giambalvo, I think is right. Giambalvo. Um, so he plays uh, Raymond Livingston. He, he was in Airplane Two the sequel uh nightmares which we've talked about on yes. this podcast in the past and uh, he was also a, a dirty hair connection again here the deadpool oh okay i didn't pull that one good call um he was in um like he, he was the bishop of battle by the way we got to mention that and nightmares yep. uh he was uh also in a film called bad dreams from 1998 which um some people have called it kind of like a ripoff of nightmare on elm street it's not the same thing. Uh, it does have the young lady from Dream Warriors, the one that was the drug addict. She's the, oh, okay. the, the lead in that. It's a weird movie, um, but it's like it 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 has its own merits. But it's 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 like anyway. But he was in that. Uh, there's definitely a part where somebody uh, openly takes their hand and drives it down on like um like a I don't know like a Rambo knife 
Like they just bring their hand straight down with this knife. And the, the effect is so upsetting that you're like, that looks like that person actually just like cut their hand straight open with a knife. But um, I want to mention with Lewis here, um, the, the, the college that he went to, uh, he was a founding member of a theater group um, along with Danny DeVito and Peter Scolari. So I thought that was oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Really cool. So hmm. there we go. Yeah, I, I'm not really familiar with this gentleman otherwise, uh, but yeah, that's really interesting. But uh, yeah, so next here is uh, Barbara Baxley. Uh, she plays Dr. Kate Wang. Wang? Yeah, just, you you know, you're writing the story. You could give them any last name and you write Wang, W-A-N-G-E. Like, how do you pronounce that? Wangy? I'm like, well, I don't want to say Wang on here, but I guess it is. But. Wang, but the E is silent, you know? Anyway. I just, uh, every time I hear that word, I just think of... Uh, Austin Powers to <laughs> Wang, pay attention. Yeah. Um, but, but like, Oh, but, what's your name? What's your name? Uh, Wang, Dr. Wang. It, just anyway. It's a, yeah. Uh, she was in one of the uh, episodes yes. from the original mute. We talked uh, about series. season four yeah. earlier. Yeah. She was a mute. That's cool. That's a nice, th- like, I like, I like the connection between the series. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, a murder mystery film called, uh, see a love with, uh, with, uh, Oh my God. Uh, Al Pacino? Is De Niro. Robert. Uh, oh, De Niro. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, it is Al Pacino. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. They're, but, and then and, uh, that's a good film too. If you, anybody who wants to see that film, uh, it's well worth it. But, uh, and then Exorcist three, which I've not seen. So <laughs> you've not seen. Okay. Not sorry. No, like, no, 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 no. We do this thing all the time amongst the friends that we have where it's like, you've not seen this. That like, no, considering that, like I have, I, no, no, it's not that I think I have the biggest, like, um, list of shame of all the people that we know collectively, but that caught me off guard that you like you, cause I know you've seen a lot, huh? All right. Anyway, anyway, um, you should watch it and I'm not saying it's a perfect film, but there's bits in it that work really, really, really well. So, all yeah. right. Yes. So, and then next here is uh Jerry Harden. He plays, uh, uh, Lyndon Bill, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that in a moment, but yeah, he was in Cujo, Big Trouble in Little China, and The Firm. Yeah, um, which the his role in The Firm actually landed him the role as Deep Throat in the first season of The X Files, and then um, because his character supposedly died in the first season, uh, Chris Carter and a company was like, nobody ever dies in the X Files. He showed up like multiple times, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, nice. You can't kill him. No, it's um, exactly, everything's a conspiracy, right? Because like that. Is the way that was, right? So you like, er, like, just dig deeper, right? Because it's the X Files. Um, but yeah, he was a very important character driving the first season story wise. Yeah. So uh, next is uh, Mark L. Taylor. He plays Inspector in this. He was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, Arachnophobia, and Inner Space. Nice. Look at you for the three good pulls. I just said Alfred Hitchcock presents because I think I hit my uh, limit of like, we're like 18 people in, and I started. I started skimming, Terry. I apologize to you and the listeners. I got a little a little weak here when I go. Well, I can, I can blaze through these pretty quick because again, there's some genre yes. stuff in here I want to mention. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, we got Charles Layer or Lanyar. Yeah, Lanyer. Yeah, sorry. I uh, plays TV anchorman. He was in The Stepfather. Yes, and he was also in Die Hard Two. Okay, there we and, go. Stepfather, Terry O'Quinn. That I need to go back and revisit that. I I remember liking that movie a great deal. I've not seen it in a long time. Yeah, uh, Joe Bob Briggs covered it um, uh, probably a year ago. So, okay. yeah, I, that's the version I watched of it. Real nice. fun. I always but joke I, that the character uh, that um, that Locke of character of Locke and Lost, his backstory is the stepfather. 
Like, <laughs> right. I, that's my that's my yeah. headcanon where it's like, well, yeah, you killed your family. You got you got to hide. We're gonna go on that flight. <laughs> like, yeah, Terry Quinn, you're on this island. You're playing nice. You're looking for your next family. We know what's up. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, continue. And then uh, D- David Sage plays a professor in this. He's our next cast member. He was in Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, so there is a tie-in that we probably would have never. Uh, expected to yeah. like major yes. t- uh, TV roles in that, but he was also in an episode of Monsters as well, which we have talked about a little monsters in the past. Yeah, um, and then, can can I make one one recommendation for this podcast? Um, can we never cover Cannibal Holocaust? Uh, oh, I'm I'm completely fine not covering. I've it. never seen yeah. it. I think it's I'm good. been covered plenty yeah. of times by yeah. other podcasts. Yeah. I think yeah. it's it's fine to be just done yeah i think i think it's one of those things that like you know this uh, is the animal cruelty free yes. podcast uh, yeah like I, I think it's one of those things where it's like to quote uh the movie was uh, eight millimeter like when you dance with the devil uh you know you don't change the devil he changes you i think i'm sure cannibal holocaust isn't the movie i have it in my head but i don't need that pinballing around in my existence for the rest of my life i think i'm good you know like Sorry, guys, I'm not a true horror fan, but I think I think I'm okay. <laughs> You've lost your card. Yeah. Never ship denied. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, so next here is uh, Ken Hill. He plays uh, the presidential aide. Uh, he was also in the Cobra, and he was also in some episodes of Falcon Crest. Really not a big thing there, but you know it has a lot of tie-ins for a lot of actors mm-hmm. throughout this series. And then uh, Huck, legitimate. Liggett? Huck Liggett? Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Is, how I pr- don't know. Yeah. Liggett, Liggett? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Some uh, episodes of shows like this um, were like, a, uh, you know, MacGyver and stuff like that. I don't know. What the hell did I write? I don't know. My notes are goofy now. My, my note, yeah, my that's pretty said, much what I had. My notes said 22 credits. That's what I So, all right. And the last one we have here is Gerard Bocasio. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, is a student and it's his only credit. So, so yeah. you'll know him for such things as this episode. <laughs> like what you may have or are about to watch. <laughs> There's a lot of Gerard Bocasio heads out there. They were just crossing their fingers waiting for <laughs> us to cover this one, right? Like, so. oh, my brother needs to get more screen time. Why didn't he? <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's that's the cast. Um, and and uh, who did what here for Profile and Silver? Um this is this is a very dialogue heavy segment, which you know, like, th- th- but the events are like this is a um, unique, uh, it's a unique sci-fi Twilight Zone that we've not really seen too much of, other than what was it that season four episode where the guy, what was it called, a Nick Nick of Time? That's not it. What was it called? in the season four one where he was bouncing around the time streams with his time belt. Oh yeah. And he becomes the president for a minute there. Yeah. I I can't, I couldn't recall there. There is quite a bit of episodes uh, where they do the, the time jump thing. No, Nick of time. That's the one with the, the devil headed fortune telling machine. My God, what's wrong with me? Um, That's one of the best ones from season two. Continue. I'll I'll look it up here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we, we, you know, the twilight zone, especially in original series, has explored a lot of uh, time travel and like the cause and effect of what may happen mm-hmm. if you try to change events. And that's kind of where we're going with this. Like that's, I mean, that's, you know, the show, the hand, if you, if you've seen the episode, you're understanding what we're talking about, but you know, to kind of lay it all out, uh, we get our main character of 
Uh, here we go. Go Dr. Joseph Fitzgerald. Also, it was called No Time Like the Past, season four, episode 10. We loved it so much that we forgot the name of it, but we loved our conversation with Trevor when we had him on. So anyway. Well, we were plenty of episodes in at this time. My two, or two, my brother. (laughs) It's like, and and plenty of drinks have passed by. I also liked that the very next episode in that season was the parallel. So we had a rough stretch there for, oh, and then I Dream of Genie. Whew. There was three in a row there. That was uh, some rough business. Yeah. Anyway, continue. We, we, we're, we're back to, we're, we're this, this episode of profile silver. We meet Dr. Joseph Fitzgerald. He's a professor. It shows the date of like November 21st, 1963, which if anybody watching at this time would be tipped off about that, that date. So yeah, yeah. There's actually even been uh, a certain fictional storyline that was adapted into a movie. We'll talk, we'll talk Uh, about that too later because it's this, there's so many weird um, parallels to, to that and a certain other work that you want to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, so we get, uh, Joseph, he is a, uh, he's a professor and he's giving uh, a speech towards a class. It really just seems like a speech. He's not really trying to teach these kids. Like he has no eye contact with them. He's not engaging with them. It's a really awkward thing that's going on in this, uh, this class, but it's a college that he's there for. And, he he has like a, a small engagement, like the class is ending. He has a small engagement with uh, some co-professor. Well, first he, was- first he talks about having a paper due, right? And that's when um, hero of the episode, Gerard Boccaggio. See everybody, I'm bringing him back. Um, he comes up. He's like, I want to do my paper on um, the Kennedy speech that he's giving in Dallas tomorrow after he arrives. Oh, so that's the dude. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, look at you. Look, you're not a Gerard uh, Bacazio head like the rest of us. Well, I he get did, it. I mean, if they would have said guy who actually had something relevant to say in the classroom, because <laughs> there's, there's probably about 25 kids in this room. It's he's like, the only student well, that talks to him. him. So I, I'm assuming it's him. Like, I mean. Maybe I'm wrong. Spotlighted. Yeah. One. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah. And then, and then, um, but then like, uh, Joseph's like, what are you talking about? Oh yeah. Anyway, but then that's another professional. He has somewhat of a grim look on his face too. Yeah. Like it's like, what is, what does Joe know that we don't? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just seems kind of indifferent, but also like forgetful, which is weird considering what we're going to find out about him in a minute. Mm. But yeah, like this other professor is like, oh, I read your paper. Very interesting. Which like, Knowing what we know about this episode is dealing with time travel and things. Spoilers, everybody. Um, any any action you take in the past, and this comes to the end, this gets very complicated because time travel as a concept is weird. He's writing these papers to be like considered to affect like like you know these these scholarly papers, right? That could affect public policy or affect people's opinions. But like, isn't based upon like when we know what he's doing, isn't he like? purposely shifting the conversation you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. he's purposely trying to yeah and it, it that it's the you know like we had in the episode that you just mentioned like the dude goes in the past and he's trying to change events you know like um he tried to assassinate uh hitler right that's the mm-hmm. episode that you mm-hmm. referenced a moment ago yeah. you know it's like but in each one of those decisions that you try to make an effect like isn't the altered event not going to happen because you're already on that trajectory to be back there to change it. Yeah. And so, it's like, and if you're trying to write like these, like, you know, like thought pieces with knowledge, okay. Spoiler everybody. This guy's from like 150 years in the future, right? At least, right? Like it's something that's going on. He's coming. He's back in the past. We're we'll learn about that more in a second. 
if he's writing these like these think pieces about like how to apply certain thought processes to certain like statistical things, it's like you already have like, you know, 150 years forward knowledge of how this is going to shake out. You're doing the Biff Tannen almanac thing, right? Like the, right. you already know that you're right. So like, wouldn't you think in your position that your goal would be to like, like to lay low and as cause as little ripples as possible because that's your station, right? I don't know. That seems like just throwing it out there. It gets, it gets weirder, but it seems weird that he's being this published writer that's getting noticed by people. And it's like, you know, which, you know, the way time travel works, it was always meant to be sure, but you're making a conscious decision to interfere by having this published because then if you're publishing something, then that means then somebody else's article isn't getting published. And what if they were the ones to get published instead of you and they're sending them on a different course in life? It's all the butterfly effect, right? It's all, right. it's all you go back in time, try to shoot a dinosaur and you step on a butterfly and then all of a sudden everybody's Hitler's right. That's what happens. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's a way to bring back a, an episode that we've covered recently <laughs> yeah. on a different show. A, a Sound of Thunder, right? We covered that. Yeah. So anyway, that's a quibble, but it kind of bugs me a little bit where he's like trying to get like noticed professionally. And it's like, you would think your whole goal was to be like, like George Costanza and not be noticed whatsoever. Yeah. Right? The yeah. execution here is like, I understand what they're trying to do mm-hmm. and what maybe Joe's slight mission is, but he's also going against the grain. That this isn't quite what he was supposed to be doing in the first place with his mission. Yeah. And I guess it speaks to his character that he's always kind of bristled at the, like that he can still, you know, he's, he feels like he's smarter than everybody because he knows what's about to happen. You get that kind of vibe from him a little bit. Well, you know, it's like, I guess that's like a a good question to pose towards you and the audience. It's like, if you were this guy, if you were Joe and your mission was to observe things and you go into past and you know what the, the outcome is going to be, would you take on said mission? Because something's tragic is going to happen here, and Joe knows it. Mm-hmm. So I just I think that you know that's an interesting question. So, but we'll get to that towards the end. But yeah, it's like so. Yeah, the the, it, it's kind of like a backhanded compliment that the uh, the other professor gives to him about his uh, his article or whatever the hell yeah. you know. It's like so Joe is like. Mm, okay. <laughs> like he just kind of brushes it off. I want to be, be like, so. I want to be like, you, like, I know how you die alone in two years at a steakhouse. <laughs> That's like, I'm going to keep my notes yeah, on you gonna, here. And you're going to die. You my, you're going to die sad and afraid. My on finger a pewter yeah. later. My finger you know. pewter. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're going to, you're going to die actively. <laughs> you're going to die actively soiling yourself and regretting every decision in your life. My Have eye a good watch. Day. I'm going to look you up later. <laughs> You'll, you'll never see your prized Dallas Cowboys win a single Super Bowl at that point. Oh, I God. I yeah. like, no, they that's, don't even exist at that that's time. That's my reality. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even Cowboys. exist then, but you know what I mean anyway. Yeah. Um, F the Yankees and F the Cowboys. It's like, really? oh, Come on. your prized Chicago Cubs will never win in your lifetime, you know, which will be – anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. But, no, I, I, it's like – so we get that little bit of knowledge. And then – I believe it's at this point that we get the introduction of Kate, right? Dr. Well, yeah, because he Kate? goes to the office, his office, right, and he's trying to. I don't know. He pulls like like some stuff a, out of his a pockets. Wang appears. Yeah, that, that's when a wank suddenly appears. But no, he's pulling stuff out of his pocket, and we see that um, a fifty cent piece. It's a nineteen sixty four Kennedy fifty cent piece falls out of his pocket. Uh, Doctor Wang appears. You know, as Wait, hold on to- a second, though, Paul. Yes. I, I want to. I, I, yes, I don't know if this was like something that I was just like Mandela for me, like the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. 
did it look like the top of Kennedy's head was blown off? No, I just, I, I think that, I, I think just, that was like the poor transfer. Then. Yeah, I think it was poor transfer. It was, it was a 50 cent piece, right? Like, like, well, what's going on? Yeah. That like, would have been, that would have been amazing and terrible at the same time. A bold yeah. move for, you know, yeah, for the no mid-80s. jokes implied yeah. there at all. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, the assassination of Kennedy is totally tragic. Yeah. But like, I thought that they were implying like, like no, him dropping well, a 50 like, cent piece that it like is like, um, you know, it's, uh, making, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, the hero. You're like, Oh God, what's going on anyway. So, um, yeah. So then he, like, he has this, this, uh, you know, 50 cent piece. There's a humming noise as most usually happens before a Wang appears. Uh, Dr. Wang shows up. Um, and I'm, I'm a crass human being. So deal with everybody. Uh, so she, you know, she's there and we find out that, um, that, that she's a colleague of Joseph. He is a field historian from the future. He has now been back in the past for three years trying to meet and get to know JFK. So that's his assignment. And we find out that a gentleman with the, the name of, uh, what was it? John Fitzgerald or sorry, Joseph Fitzgerald, uh, is a descendant of Kennedy, which, you know, his name is John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Spoiler. You know, that's not that far off, right? We know that he's named after his uh, great-great-great-grandfather or whatever. But his goal was to observe and actually get to know the man. Like, because as Kennedy was this very iconic you know, presence and a very important part of American history. Um, and also, probably even more so because of the tragedy that's going about to happen we're going to talk about here. You know, he wants to, like, meet the man, right? And he's not gotten close. And now tomorrow is going to be the day whenever Kennedy's assassinated. So then, um, that's whenever, um, you know, Dr. Uh, Kate, you know, we keep saying Dr. Wayne Kate is like talking to him about like, you know, she's basically giving him a pep talk. Cause he just feels like he's disconnected and like not associated with everything going on. I'm like, fair enough. You're from the future. Um, like there's a brief bit of talking about how once he's done, he'll be gone for three years, but it'll only be a matter of minutes when he comes back to the future. Fair enough. Right. There's some actual conversation about the, like the effects of this journey, you know, I think that's, I think that's kind of cool that at least, um, the people that like the person that wrote this understood, like to whoever's in the future, when you leave and come back, that's instantaneous, but you've been gone, you know, X number of years or however long your time has been. I thought that was a nice little human touch in the conversation. Yeah. It's interesting. And I can understand, uh, Joe's motives here. And possibly just being like, I mean, even at this point, he really hasn't like really met Kennedy. Like he said that there was like an in passing kind of situation, but it's like if he's supposed to be, which again, we'll find this out a little bit more securely in the later part of this, uh, this segment, but he is the relative. It's like, that doesn't really mean that he knew him from like being a child or anything like that. It's like, it's just solely based on the fact that it's like, this guy is such an influential person in uh, American history that I think it's so much more like positively looked at. If like, if I could prevent something, what could be that much more of a legacy mm-hmm. for this gentleman and what he had in store for the United States. So, I mean, like even Abraham Lincoln, like to think of something like that, if you could prevent the assassination, what would be the domino effect of everything after that fact? Yeah, or even like even have the actual assassination of Hitler, right? Like you know, like you're right. It's all we 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 talk about these big what ifs, right? Like and like right, like then so that's but with him too, it's like 
you know, with what you're talking, like it's an inevitability where he's already like his task is always to try to get to know this person, but he knows there's an like there's a finite amount of time, literally because he's back there for three years, only got to cross paths with Kennedy once or twice, didn't get to really know the man, um, and then he has to go as part of his job, go witness the assassination the next day, or or sorry, yeah, it is the next day or later that day, I forget. It is next yeah, day, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like I think he said that the, the day that. He's discovered, like, or what, that we actually interact with him first is uh, the twenty first, the twenty first, right? And then he, yeah. So and so, like the whole thing with Kate being like, you know, uh, she's very sympathetic, and then before she disappears, uh, she says something to him in Chinese, and he's like, "Well, I'll talk." I'll, he's like, "I don't know what that means. I'll ask you later." Um, also, the thing too, like she she kind of busts his chops about the fifty cent piece. She's like, "You have a coin." dated one year in the future from today that basically she's like, you have a Kennedy 50 cent piece that doesn't exist unless he gets shot. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I know it's a rule, but not enforced. It's like you, like you jackass, like you, you, you're breaking time travel protocol one one, right? Like it's just, it's, um, it, there's a similar thing that happens in, um, there was the Richard Matheson story somewhere in time. Uh, or is it called Bedtime for a while, but it became the movie somewhere in time with Christopher Reeve, where he ends up like going back in time, but he ends up like accidentally finding like a coin that's dated further in the future. And it causes him to come back to the present. It's very tragic spoilers, but it's like, you screwed up and you brought, you brought something back with you that you shouldn't have. And you were aware of it. And you're always like, I'm an observer. It's like, you're observing, but you seem to not care about the rules a whole lot. You know, like, so I right. think that, that that sets up like what's going next. Like how, how um, his decision making is very, uh, very interesting about what happens like next with his like the sudden change of heart. And 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 it's like as much as like he is a little bit more in tune with the idea. It's like somebody's about to get murdered here. There is quite a bit of selfishness yes. that's involved. That's the and, right way to say that. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you know, it's like, and it sounds weird to like hear that. I'm sure, uh, but what really is transpiring here is the this gentleman uh wanted to do this this was a mission and he went back and did something for his own like his own reasonings you know like i he could have seen that yes maybe kennedy would have had a prosperous prosperous uh you know next election and all that and done a lot more for the united states but at the same the same juncture, he didn't listen to the rules. He didn't. He didn't pay attention to the rules. Yeah, you know. Like, so I, I think there's a lot to say about that. And then again, like going back to the coin situations, like just leave the shit at home, dude. <laughs> just leave yeah. it there. Yeah. Why do you need it? Uh, but, yeah, because you're purposely like you're you're setting up complications that don't need to happen because you already have your little green glowy watch and your class ring that are, you know, s special objects. And you also have your, your holographic camera, you know, like you already have enough that's coming back with you to the past. That's going to be enough red flags. You don't need mm -hmm. to like, you know, you don't need that it other little bit. It should be Terminator style. You're buck naked. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I, I want to see the, I want to see the beginning of this episode where he does show up naked and that camera has to, you know, find its way out one way or another. <laughs> Well, the coin too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like the, and the wristwatch. I mean, we've seen Pulp Fiction. We know what happens, but yeah. Um. Well, God. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this is, yeah, yeah it, it's a, there's a whole bit of like, uh, of Josh just taking on his own 
ideas of what is more important here in his mission. And I think he was already dead set on what he was about to do. So well, let's get is, to the- he, is he though? Because like, I like that. He's like, Oh, I guess I got to go do this. And he immediately goes like, he goes from what, like wherever he's teaching at, like in new England. And he's like, Oh, I want to use my little, like my green watch and go boop, 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 boop. And, well, and then we like, also find out yeah. like what some of the rules are. Yeah. about It's weird. Like, like his, his little class, yeah, his class ring or whatever, his sorority ring is that if it's disconnected from him, it immediately launches a protocol that will go back to his year of, what was it? 2172. But it's like, that's a weird thing that it's like, if you lose the ring, it immediately goes back to the future with or without you. I don't know. That seems like a weird fail safe, which it pays off later. Right. But he has that. He has his holographic camera. He has his, uh, his swatch watch. And then like, he just teleports to, to um, the grassy knoll in Dallas. And I like the one guy's like, where'd you come from? And it's like Cambridge. It's like, I don't know. I have a feeling that somebody saw you just materialize out of nowhere. There's going to be questions. Just yeah, like, there's yeah. all the thousands of people are there to witness the the president come in in his motorcade. Yeah, and all of a sudden, it's like you're just going to pop in. I don't know. That seems a little problematic too. Like <laughs> it's like yeah, it's just like you don't, don't want to. Like, you're not supposed to bring bring attention to yourself. Yeah, what's what's the best way to do that? Teleporting. You know, like, okay. <laughs> but then like, so then the motorcade comes through, right? And then he has his camera up to record the events. He's basically doing like a 3D Zabruder film. But then he like, he brings the camera up and you see Oswald with the gun. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh no, oh, no Oswald's going to shoot him. Yeah. Really? Like the, the way he's, the way he's acting is like, oh shit, it is real. Right? Like, as opposed to what, like if, if there would have been the hint of like, he had to go back and see if it was actually correct versus like, you know, a conspiracy theory, maybe there's that, but he's like, oh no, it's actually going to happen. So then he goes right through the crowd and is like, oh, he has a gun. He has a gun. And he saves, um, you know, the president, um, you know, whatever. And like, that's fine. But it's like the way he reacts is like, he seems shocked that it's about to happen when he's literally been like, has a timeline of three years up to the minute of that actually happening. That's odd to me. It, it could have been, he could have played it differently and been like him just like lowering his head and be like, you know, I can't let this happen versus him being shocked about him having a gun. The the, the way he plays, it's weird. That's, that's one thing I'll say. Yeah. I, I think this, maybe I think this story would have been flushed out a little bit more if it was a little longer of a, a segment mm-hmm. and we understand really where he's supposed to be and like maybe even give him a couple more gadgets, be like, here's the countdown to the exact moment of it happening. Well, but did then you want he, him to have that? he automatically goes into the, <laughs> the uh, building that uh, Oswald. Well, yeah. Did you want him to have that wristwatch from uh, what was it, a matter of minutes that the engineer had? That was like that big thing that was his higher forearm. That was the clock. Did you want that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like, um, but yeah, it's like, yeah. What, like, what if it had been better where it's like, he actually teleports into the book depository to actually shoot it from Oswald's perspective. And then like has a change of heart at the end to be like, I can't let him do this. You know, like he has the ability to teleport. Yeah. Like dude, like that, that's, that's how you change the storyline. Yeah. You know, seems weird to me, but yeah. So he saves the president. Um, and then, uh, at that point, um, like everything, like, you know, the president is like, you know, obviously alive and he requests a meeting with, uh, Joseph. Um, and that's when he's being taken to the airport. Cause that's when we meet, um, Oh, uh, what's his name? The, the, the guard, the, the, you know, the um, secret service guy. 
not the inspector, right? Uh, it is. It's not the inspector. Is it, it is Livingston. Present, it's Livingston. Livingston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So they're talking, they're talking in like the limo. It's like, Oh, you know, we do like, thank you for this great debt. He's like, I look at this camera. He's like, you know, how could you even see the, the shooter? And he's like, Oh, I saw a glint of light, you know, whatever. And, um, the whole thing is like, you know, he's talking to the living city. He's like, Oh, do I check out? Am I a solid citizen? He was like, perfectly. So almost too perfectly. He doesn't say that, but we find out that the president wants to talk to Joseph. And as they go to love field to take, uh, take flight to air force one, um, that's when we get uh, Lyndon Johnson running in and saying, I got to stick around. It's like, why? It's like a bunch of tornadoes hit. And I just want to kind of help out. And also I want to tell people about how big my dick is. That's a real thing. Look it up. Don't do it right now. Uh, so um, yeah. <laughs> real no, he, time, everybody. He had no problem letting people know that he was packing a Lyndon Johnson. But anyway, so he um, was talking about all these tornadoes. And Joseph's like, what? That's weird. And that's when he ends up on Air Force One because uh, Kennedy wants to talk to him. And um, I will say that I do like that the way that this is written, you, he finally gets his moment to talk to his ancestor, talk to the man. And you can tell there's a reference to the public image of Kennedy here where mm -hmm. like as much as like, you know, you know, the way that he would have reacted to things maybe, but I feel like, you know, this interaction does feel like the, like what we know of the front facing version of Kennedy would be. Right. And I thought that was interesting where it's like, oh, you get to meet your own grandpa, whatever. Like, but, you know, the, the whole interaction works and it's a, it's a whole thing, like talking about Kennedy, talking about his regrets of the Bay of Pigs and everything else. Uh, but it's like, he seems like a very like human dude and talking about how like, you know, politicking's a game until it's not. And today it's not. I thought that was a fair statement. Yeah. And actually Kennedy had, uh, he had suffered from migraines quite a bit too. I, I wish they could have would have worked in some of that stuff. Um, and, oh, and severe and back like, pain. Like the guy, like yeah. the thing that this, this guy was going through so much that people had no idea. Right. Like, the yeah. Guy, yeah. And like, it's like, but you know, it's like, again, like kind of what you were talking about, like human interaction with mm -hmm. people. There is plenty of times that it's been documented that he will, he, he would actually talk to people on a very human level. And, but it's like, to know that this man suffered from so many ailments, it's kind of surprising that he was able to function on that <laughs> well, kind of level, drugs. on that kind of like platform. Drugs and yeah, Monroe that, that too, yeah. yeah, like that will that will do it. Um, but yeah, like but the fact that he, you know, the what what they showed the world versus you know like what he you know was internally, but he was still like a human being. They're, 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 like I do think this episode did a good job of that, but they they're presenting Kennedy as basically like, you know, we talked earlier, um, Oh, uh, off, off mic about another, like another thing talking about basically captain America, he's Steve Rogers, right? The whole thing, like, you know, no matter, no matter what's going on, I'm just a human, but well, being the, the first Catholic president, a lot of people thought that there was going to be a real changing of, uh, you know, the tides here yeah, when like, uh, Kennedy was brought in. Well, because people were so afraid of him not being a Christian president, um, like that was one of the big signifiers. What was it? And was it, uh, uh, whenever the, the election happened, I do recall this. Um, and whenever I wasn't alive then, you know, I wasn't watching black and white TV, but, um, whenever he originally, like when he was being like elected president, one of the big States that kind of caught people off guard was West Virginia. Not that it had electoral votes, but it's like, they actually went for Kennedy where it's like, Oh, this deep, like deeply Christian state, you know, full of coal miners and whatever is like, yeah, we're okay with the Catholic. Can you think about that? In, the, in 2023, 
the fact everyone's like, oh, God, there's a Catholic that's going to be president? That seems like the least of my problems right now, you know, yeah. like in terms of the there character was a, There was a lot of things that kind of worked into into place for mm-hmm. him to become president. Yeah. That was unprecedented. Yeah. You know, it's like it, was, it, it wasn't supposed to happen. And he was such a young candidate, too. Like, I think he was the youngest to that point. So it's like this is these are a lot of things that people didn't really – like maybe they don't even talk about now. Like Kennedy really had a lot of things going for him for, that perhaps like if, if, if the United States got into some real shit, they could have postponed it a third election and had him stay in office. Yeah. Too. Well, because I mean like the, you know, FDR was the one that was around for four. Right. And then eventually like, right. people got in power and was like, we can't have presidents serve more than two terms. Uh, but yeah, it would like, like it, had Kennedy had the chance, I'm sure he would have, you know, probably went forward. Um, but it's like, that's also like, this kind of goes why, what has happened here with the assassination is such a big turning point in the sixties, right? Where it's like, Oh, like this raw, raw American dream like that. Even like, you know, uh, to like the, the assassination of Martin Luther King jr. Right. Like yeah, civil rights movement, all that stuff. Right. It's like, you know, a lot of like, there was probably a lot of people at the time. It's like, Oh, I'm glad that rabble rouser has gone, but we understand like it's seismic. Right. Like there was such a sea change that happened. And then you ended up getting somebody like uh, Nixon that came in who like, and and then Bobby Kennedy taken out too. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So it's like, um, it's, I can understand why this was like the, the thing that like that imprinted, right. Like we talked about, um, Oh, I think we talked about before about like how nine 11 was that thing that we will never forget. You know, like, I mean, not, not quoting never forget. Right. But like, I like as much as my memories, you know, come and go in terms of like, you know, growing up, I, I remember crystal clear the moment I heard about all, like when I heard about what was going on, like I I can go right back and see it. And I know that the Kennedy assassination was a big deal for my mom. And it's like, you know, like the moment, like, like, um, Oh shit. What's his name? Walter Cronkite was in tears. Like whenever he reported the, the assassination of Kennedy. And Walter Cronkite was the news. You trust him. When you see this man crying on national television, you know you know something has gone wrong, right? So I can see why um, people revisit this. And I know we're not I know we're not through the whole story here, so I apologize for the aside. But like this is this is massive. And talking about Kennedy the man, Kennedy the promise, right? Like I also yeah. I also think that like had this not happened, do we go do we go to the moon within ten years? of his uh, proclamation 61. Do we do well, that? You know, and that, it, actually that makes a, a really good, clear message because I don't like with or without Kennedy, even if Kennedy wasn't in office, I think because things were set in stone, they were going to try, but his assassination, they, it was a clear message that it needs to happen. Yeah. Cause you, you know? know, America first, we got to go to the other place and put a flag on it first, you know, as we do, which yeah. whatever, you know, but it's like, it's something to bring the people together and it's right? like to and, really yeah. make them feel like this it, it's if it needs to be us against the world, I guess it's going to be us against the world. Yeah. And, even and I now, know that's yeah. like Sorry, some go ahead, kind of, please. I, I know there's a bit of like of stigma to that, but it's like, we need to be united as a people and whatever it is at that point, even if it is something so bullshit is going to the moon, which honestly I think it's still bullshit to this day. But yeah. it united us as a people. It well, united yeah, us because the space idea. race was a big thing. We were like fighting, you know, the East, right? We were fighting the Soviet Union, and even now they've announced that was the new crew of the Artemis two 
that's going to go to the moon. Um, they're going like we're going back. We're going everybody. Hey everybody, good news. We're going back to the moon. Um, oh, we're still, we're going to totally do Star Wars. Aren't yeah, we? we're going to go to the moon. We're going to go to the moon again. We're going to do the moon part two. Uh, Apollo thirteen. It's going to be Apollo twenty six. Space oh, lasers. Space lasers. Right. Yeah. Um, we're going to go back to the moon. And we're going to set up a Starbucks. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. Uh, no, you know what happened? And they won't unionize there either. Damn yeah, it. It's just like, you, you don't recognize unions on the moon. No, um, no, you know, knowing our luck is in America. At the moment they leave, they're like, why the hell is there a family dollar down there? Like, why did that happen? Yeah. Like, like a painting loan place. We're going to be, we're going to be like scamming Martians and shit. It's just, it's what's going to happen. It's going to be bad. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah. so Yeah. <laughs> So we find out like after this conversation, we find out that like things are going sideways in the same day. Um, Kennedy goes, takes a phone call. Uh, we have Joseph like has his 50 cent piece. He's like fiddling with it. And much like me would just completely drop it for somebody else to go get. Yeah. While they're on the airplane uh, like, yeah, on air force, uh, air force one, you know, the most secure. Yeah. 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 Good call. <laughs> it's like, good call. Dude, you idiot. Yeah. Like you're, the special agents are right there. The guys that are willing to protect the president with their own life. You're just dropping shit on their airplane. You're dropping Knock a coin. It off. You're dropping a coin signifying the death of a president. Because Good luck with that. it is even stated. So then we find out. All right. We so, find out later, but yeah, but but um yeah. what's what's his name? Um I keep always messing it up, but the gentleman who is the Secret Service guy picks up Livingston, picks up the coin. And then I like yeah. how Joseph's like, oh, that's not mine. I don't know what you're talking about, whatever. Like that's you know, you you know. I'm from the future. You'll, you'll figure out what pogs are. Just enjoy whatever. Anyway, so. <laughs> that's my slammer. That's my slammer. <laughs> it's my, yeah, it's my, yeah. It's my, uh, my pog slammer. It's my 50 cent, uh, GFK piece. Um, you know, um, so, so yeah, there's the whole thing. And then after Kennedy comes back, cause he had a phone call talking about like everything going on and like about this aggression going on in Europe. And then, um, what was it? Uh, um, Joseph's like, well, Khrushchev wouldn't let that happen. And then Kennedy's like, well, Khrushchev is dead. He's been assassinated. And then, like there's that whole thing where it's almost like, um, you know, uh, Joseph does like the Picard hand on his face, face palm, like meme of like, like, you know, Oh God, I've screwed up. Have like a die starting to go south. Already. <laughs> you know, like, like the tornadoes is like, yeah, that was like the first thing to me. It was like, I mean, maybe I didn't do enough research into it. What's actually going on that day. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hear anything about the weather turning. It didn't. Uh, That's the point here that like we yeah, find out later. So it's like right? all yeah. of a sudden like uh, twisters are coming. Yeah. All of a sudden the environment's upset. Uh, you know, it's like oh, whoa, whoa. everybody's boots. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you know, 30 years a little too early there, buddy. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so then when they make, they, they touch down. Um, Joseph, like he goes to the White House. Kennedy's like, hey, you know, we were supposed to have dinner, but, you know, the world's falling apart got to cancel on that but i do ask that you hang out like in the in the white house tonight and then that's whenever um the secret service guy's like yeah you know just come over here and then joe's just like where's my camera he's like you know what we'll get it back to you before you leave right so that's when we find out that like you know his camera is suspect as well fair enough um but then while he's in like while joseph's in his room he talks to his watch and he's like hey like hey ziggy what's the probability of what's going on with this timeline. And I, you know, that, sorry, that's my, my quantum loop joke. Um, and, and Ziggy's like, you know, um, basically he's like, you know, you're effed either way <laughs> is what it comes down to. It's like, yeah, you done screwed up. We, we unleash the tornadoes and the assassination of Khrushchev to keep this timeline stable because of what you've done has rattled this so badly that this is completely unstable, which is, 
Um, I think anybody watching anything this day and age, if you've watched uh, Loki, if you've watched other things, I think we're much more keen to timelines, right? Um, but this is something significant. It is, and I understand that, but what is going on otherwise just seems so ridiculous to me, like the tornadoes and, like, I mean, just like all hell is breaking loose right now. Well, because it's, seems- it's trying to balance out the impact of what would have been the assassination, right? Like, it's trying to, like, like counter lever, like, the way time would have worked. And because, like, it can't overcome, like, how significant the Kennedy assassination is, which I think... I think that speaks to the mind of the person writing it for like versus the worldview of American history. That's another conversation, but the idea is like, you know, he's tipped the scales the wrong way and there's no easy, like there's no good way out of this. It's all going to end. in um, like the East eventually launching like, you know, weapons and causing the collapse of like earth one way or another, whether it is earlier than later, it's going to happen either way. And the only way out of this is for Kennedy to die, you know? So and uh, Joseph doesn't like that answer, but also it feels like he's that guy that screws up at work and doesn't want to tell the boss he screwed up at work. Yeah. And he's like, I pretty much like boils down to it. Like, Oh, we have a secret handshake now. Like we're bros. Like I just, I don't know. Like I just think Joe, he screwed up in the first place. Mm-hmm. He needs to own up to it. He understands that there is like a global impact now. And you know, like just the idea that he still is not like really kind of like, Oh, well, I guess I'm going to put my tail between my legs and just do what I have to do. That still pisses me off about his, his motives here. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like if this is a real thing, the real Kennedy, aside from migraines and back pain, would have just punched this guy in the face. <laughs> he would have just socked yeah. him, you know? And yeah. He like, was, yeah. uh, he was air force. So I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> he would have socked <laughs> him and been like, you know, here's my other brother. Let him take you for a ride over a bridge. We'll see what happens anyway. So, um, anyway, that's a Ted Kennedy joke. That's terrible. Continue. Uh, uh-huh. but you know, like, let me show you a little place called Chattaquiddick. Anyway. So, um, yeah. So, but Raymond has this coin and he goes to somebody that's actually like an expert in like, um, coinology. That's not the right term. Uh, and was like, Oh, this isn't a fake. Like whatever this is, is weird. And Raymond's right that this is all kind of raising red flags, but he's not, he's not right for the right reasons, but he knows to be suspect, which is correct. Right. So, cause we find out that, um, it's illegal to have any, any type of like, like money pressed with a government official that's still alive, which I didn't know that was a rule. I'm, I didn't look it up, but that seems, that seems right. Right. Like that seems correct. I don't know. know because I thought they were trying to put Trump on some bill. <laughs> like, so maybe that's something that's changed I mean, over time. Because, it, okay. Let's you know, put it this being, way. If they're arguing for that, you know, it needs to happen first. That's what I'm going to say. Anyway, so, um, maybe, maybe somebody was trying to imply something. I yeah. don't know. He, well, uh, there's also people that are trying to get him on Mount Rushmore additionally, you know, like whatever. Uh, like, it's, <laughs> <my God. laughs> Looking up at the greats. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I didn't know that there was a thing. I'm not, I, I, I didn't quite double sure check that, is. but it's one of those things that seems kind of correct because we don't have any other currency that has, like the, the a, like a living person on it. So uh, anyway, so then that's whenever um, we have um, Raymond go to uh, JFK and says, "Hey, this is not great. I think Joseph's sleeper agent." And then uh, you know JFK is like, "Well, bring Joseph to the office." Even though like there's like this br- like big boiling over conflict with Russia about to happen, and he's like, "Yeah, like tell me about this coin." And eventually Joseph's like, "Okay, fine. I have to tell you guys." Um, 
I'm a time traveler from the future. And they're like, bullshit. He's like, okay, well, let me show you my camera. <laughs> let me show well, you this. Kennedy, Kennedy gets a little stern with him. Yeah. You know? It's like, like I can't, I, I got to know what's going on right now. Damn it. Yeah. You know, it's like, and it's like, yeah, rightfully so. It's like, if there's something, if there's, if you're like some agent or whatever, I got a lot on my plate. So go ahead and try to take me out right now. So we get it over with. Like, I feel like that's kind of what he's doing. Like calling his bluff. Like if you are trying to kill me and you already stopped somebody else from killing me, what's your motive? Yeah, and that's fair. I, I think that's completely fair. I also think it's fair that the agent's there as well to like, you know, be like, this is what's going on. And then I like that Joseph's like, well, let me show you my super cool camera and I can do the 3D thing and show you what's going on. And then he's basically like, yeah, um, he's like, also the coin has been an heirloom of my family for 200 years. Yeah, he, he, he comes clean and was like, you know, I was back to observe. And then Kennedy, Kennedy's the one that actually pulled, like he's the one that puts it all together. Joseph just says, like the reality, but Kennedy puts the pieces together. So I'll give, I like that the script has him not be like, you know, it's the past. So he's an idiot, right? Like, so he's like, okay, well, I believe him, you know? And then he figures out that they're family because also Joseph's name is Joseph Fitzgerald, you know, no shit. And then he figures out, like, he looks at everything. He's like, Oh, I'm supposed to die today. And it's like, so he's like, well, then we need to fix this because everything else is like way worse than what could have been. And that's when Joseph's like, well, just to let you know, all your ideals and, and, and visions for the future uh, do succeed, which also, again, like it's a little rose colored glasses, but like when we get to the ending, I understand why, but then Kennedy's like, well, thank you for letting me know that. And so then I like, there's the bit where, um, Oh, Raymond's like, Hey, um, uh, you know, I know it's against protocols for secret service agents to drink on duty. <laughs> and then yeah. Kennedy's like, you're off duty. He's like, in fact, Pour pour something for all of us. Yeah, a scotch for all of us. Yeah, yeah, which is like one of like the brief moments of levity in this that I like. That the the, the secret service agent's like, yeah, I need a drink. Like no no shit, right? So then, so then, um, uh, you know, JFK is like, why do you need to die? It's like, what do we gotta do? And that's when Joseph's like, well, like you know, I have a way to fix this. He's like, put on this ring, and then he's still being a jackass, right? He's like, put on this ring. And then Kennedy blips away to the future. Like, that's what we believe. And then the, the agent's like, uh, what did you do? He's like, well, you know, we need to go back and fix this, but we need to do a couple things. And those couple things are, I have no idea how this is possible, but whatever. Right? Like, so we get, go back to the, like, earlier that day. Um, we have Joseph ending up in um, the motorcade just moments before the shots fired. He gets killed by uh, Oswald. And then because he looks exactly like, you know, Kennedy, which he looks nothing like Kennedy. Um, <laughs> no, that's like, that's, that's one of the things that pissed me off here. I was and like, Kennedy looks wait. nothing like Kennedy either, but anyway, like, but yeah, it was just <laughs> like, doesn't. all right. But it, it's like, it's, it's like, all right. So if that is that, that has to be like a spot on moment type situation. Yeah. So Oswald or whoever, quote unquote, taking the shot that, I mean, he, Oswald was in the military, so he he's a trained marksman. He's supposed to be taking out the dude. It better be like right at that transition. Right. But also like the idea that like if there's enough um, blunt force trauma from like the, the initial bullet that hits in the head that it causes like his face to be unrecognizable. Which I don't know if we know that for sure. I, I didn't. I, I don't really go back and like, hey, you know, how do presidents get disfigured? But it's like, it's like, no, he doesn't look like anything like Kennedy. And I, you would think that Jackie Onassis would be like, sorry, sorry, Jackie Kennedy. 
you know, <laughs> she will get married later. <laughs> uh, but she was like, that's not my husband. What the hell's going on? You know, anyway, so it just, I wish the casting, I, you know, I wish that would have been like closer in appearance, to, at least to each other, maybe not as close to like Kennedy. So that you can at least buy the switcheroo, right? That's, that's yeah, my like, frustration. Yeah. If it's a Kirkland version of Kennedy, like then <laughs> why not? Like, I mean, like it, then it, it would make John, more sense. John Fitzgerald Kirkland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't we have JFK at home. That's not the same JFK anyway. So yeah, the outcome yeah. for me really just seemed very confusing and muddled in a sense. And I was like, I don't what like, yeah, wait a minute. And I'm like, so yeah, keep on, keep on explaining. Yeah. So then he, I he takes the bullets. Uh, and then whenever we're like, we go to the autopsy, we have uh, uh Kate, Dr. Dr. Wang show back up and talks to Raymond about what was going on. And he was like, um, they basically, she's telling him the whole game of like, yeah, there's like, this is what's going on. And he was like, won't my, um, memories of this affect the future. And then she was like, well, they won't change the future because they didn't already fair point. But it's like, she also knew it was inevitable that her friend Joseph would actually sub out for Kennedy and actually sacrifice himself. So like, there's this whole, like there's, that's my part of time travel that I get, but I don't get where there is an inevitability to it, but then free will isn't free will because it already happened. You know, like that's, I get frustrated with that. That's why I like quantum leap where it's like, Oh, I can fix the past. Yeah. Go for it. Oh boy. Um, and there's even an arc where he was actually part of, um, the Kennedy assassination. We won't get into that here, but it's like, she ends up admitting that what she said to Joseph before the last time she saw him, because she knew that he was on his way to do the things that he did that in Chinese, she said, goodbye, old friend, goodbye. So then we cut to 2172 future Harvard, which I like the future Harvard just looks like Harvard, but there's like other big buildings in the back with like dishes on them. It's and like everybody fu- looks just as pompous. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So. It's like, it's like Futurama version of Harvard. Like, but like, unironically, right? Like it's, yeah. Anyway, but I like that we have Kennedy, we have JFK teaching a class and it's like, I also want to be like, yeah, dude, you won, you know, like your, your ideals won out. Who are you preaching to now? Like, where, like, like, I don't know. It's just weird to be like, it's like, Oh, good on you. Like I wrote my notes here. I was like, uh, congratulations. You're alive at Harvard in the future. Blondes, future blondes. Beware is what I wrote in my notes. Um, you know, like, it just seems weird to me that he's like teaching classes. It's like, no, 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 no. What you already said worked. Like, what can you do to further things at this point? Right. So it, yeah, it's like almost like at this point now they're tre- uh, treating him as like Socrates. It's like, it's like, Socrates. I, I don't know. So crates come back to save Demas and help. Right. With Bill and Ted, as they t- try to pass Everybody their history. Exam. Be cool to yeah, each other. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right party on party on uh, um but it'd be most excellent right or whatever it was uh so so yeah that was it like i i liked this segment just from the standpoint of well one examining like the kennedy assassination from a sci-fi standpoint is always going to be interesting we're going to talk more about that in a minute that's been revisited uh much better but also weirdly the same um like with this uh, it was a big deal in American history and American pop culture. So it, and it would feel, it would feel weird for the twilight zone not to approach it. Right. And we, and it was approached in the original twilight zone. You did mention, um, uh, what was it? Um, I, I am, I am the night color me black was written as a response to this, right. In the right. season five. Um, uh, so like there, there were things going on responding to this 
And it, it is a big, 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 big deal. And for the Twilight Zone to approach it, I do respect it. Um, is this segment the greatest segment? No, but I think there's something at least like I you know I know we've been through some um, some some tough stuff in this season. This isn't at the bottom of the pack. Is it the greatest thing? No, but I think there's enough here that I thought this was an interesting thought experiment about like um, you know go back you know hero worship. You think that you're changing for the greater good, but you've only made things worse because that's the way it should be. Uh, somebody as sacrifices might be for the greater good's gain, you know, and also Kennedy comes out looking like a pretty heroic individual, which again, I know that was the point. Yeah. And, and, and again, like there's a lot of people that will uh, kind of glorify him. Uh, he was human. He, yes. he, was, he yeah. was a human. Okay. Like he had his flaws. I'm not saying that like, you know, like I disagree with a lot of things that he did, but there was some really questionable things that Kennedy did, as a lot of the other family members. Um, but wait, like, this is something wait, that are you, like, are you saying presidents uh, do things that we don't agree with and probably should <laughs> well, be held not accountable? Just presidents, but like Kennedys. Uh, in <laughs> just <general>. Kennedys. <laughs> you mentioned Ted, so yeah, it, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, um, but you're right. So that that's fair. Um, so I think it gives a human side, but it also does like this hero worship side, which for this being, you know, the mid eighties when we're in the, like the, the midst the of Reagan era, Reagan era, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, like if there's anybody who is personified to be some kind of hero, um, for, you know, for, for presidencies in the last, like, I don't know, 50 years, I, it, it was Reagan. People glorify Reagan. It, it's Kennedy and Reagan. Kennedy for what could have been Kennedy, Reagan. Reagan, and Trump. I hate to say it that way, but <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and 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 who? Anyway, two of those three really screwed up the country. Anyway, so um, yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, like I think this was a worthy thing to get into. Um, so I like you keep we keep dancing around that uh, Stephen King wrote a book eleven twenty two sixty three which deals with um, a, like a person like going back in time, but like not initially to the assassination date, but like three or four years beforehand, they have to live there for like, I, I don't want to explain the time travel in that book. Cause it's, it, it works in the book, but it, it, it would sound like the dumbest thing uh, ever. If I try to explain it here. Um, Cause it involves a, a time bubble walking out of the back of a hamburger restaurant. Right. Anyway, continue. Uh, so, this, but the whole thing is like once you once you step back to the time bubble, you come back to the present day. But if you go back, you go back to the exact same moment you started at. Meaning that, like you'd always go back to that same moment in time. Like you could never, like it. It's almost like it would be a reset. Like you can like so you could go back and see your ramifications. But if you went back to the past, you start over again. So it was an interesting back and forth. Anyway, um, good book, really good book. Uh, and the idea that like the main character was dealing with um, time pushing against him as he was trying to figure out, cause the whole, the crux of it was, was Lee Harvey Oswald, like the single gunman and mm -hmm. with, um, with him also trying this main character, trying to go back and stop the assassination. And then talking about how, like the closer he got to that moment, how time would keep like, like how events kept happening around him to keep him in the way, whether it be like a flat tire or a tree on the road or something, you know, like, it was like, like time didn't want to be changed, which was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and it, yeah. that's actually explored a little bit in the remake of the time machine as well. Mm -hmm. The, uh, the Wells uh, storyline and with uh, uh, Guy Pierce, 
uh, it, like there is certain events that have happened uh, while he, after the fact, has made the the time machine, and he cannot change it. And I yeah. think that's a lot more like of a, a brilliant way to just keep on exploring time travel. Because yeah, and even even like Doctor we're not Who, supposed to solve it. Well, there, there's times where like uh, the Doctor will mention he's like, there's certain like you know like keystones in time that have to happen because if they don't everything is like he's like things can change on the periphery but some of this has to happen like there was an episode about like um the like the explosion of pompeii it's like this has to happen you know like because it can't not not happen because if it does like so yeah there's this inevitability right so but the book eleven twenty two sixty three, which i'd recommend people reading it's really good i think is a better examination of the story but it's also weird that it's like when reading that book like King never referenced, like, he had to have seen this, right? Like, because the moment the main character uh, stops the assassination, spoilers, not getting the book too much, uh, shit starts getting weird. Time starts changing in ways that's unexpected, which is the same thing that happens here, right? Yeah. So um, it's it's like, it's like, um, it's almost like 112263, the book is like, and then there's the Hulu series too, by for people should check it out. Yeah, it's like a, a mini series. Yeah, it's like six, seven sorts. episodes. Um, it's good. It's really, really good. Because it also deals it's with like the pushback. Made with another time. problematic. Uh, well, yeah, well. I, I, yeah, fair enough. But like, yeah, yeah no, like there, there's some interesting stuff in there. Because um, it's, uh, what's his name? Um, James oh, Franco. Yeah, James Franco. Uh, but he's the lead and like, you know, regardless of how you feel about him as an actor, which I know there's a lot to talk about there. It's, it's, I think it's a pretty good mini series. Um, so if people want to check that out, it's there. Um, so I think there's an interesting exploration, uh, exploration of this. So whenever I watch this, I'm just like, Oh shit, this is 11, 22, 63 before it. So I'm not saying that like King plagiarized it, but he did take it in different directions. But the idea that both these things where it's like Kennedy had to die because the world as we know it would not exist the same way. You know, and I yeah. think that's fair. I, but I also think that sometimes we um, magnify um, America's importance on the rest of the world because, you know, of our the way we view ourselves. But anyway, yeah, and, yeah. and I think it is like uh, an interesting avenue to go down to uh, for conversation, because even uh, when my wife and I were coming home and I was trying to explain this episode, I was like, just think of like if Franz Ferdinand wasn't assassinated, like how different uh, would the yeah. world have been? Whew, you're right. You know? well, like, uh, just something yeah. like that. Would World War One have happened the way it did? You know, even though the world was kind of primed for like that one match strike, we don't know exactly. Right? Yeah. So, it, like I said that to her too. It's like I feel like the whole world in itself is a pressure cooker, just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. But like you know, like Franz Ferdinand being being assassinated, like that was the catalyst for you know the first World War to happen. It's like so if it didn't happen what would have been the next step because yeah. it, it, there is somewhat of an inevitability. And even like that, you know, uh, Lincoln being assassinated, like would reconstruction been handled differently? Spoiler. It would have been, uh, for the American South, you know, like, like the, so we don't know, but I don't mind these kind of like thought experiments because it also grapples with our, um, our viewing of the events as they happened. So yeah. I think, and I think that's where a lot of sci-fi exists. And like, I think there's some good, good, like, and anthology stuff like Twilight Zone. Like this is like, again, is this the most perfect segment? No, but you know, it feels very Twilight Zone-y. And I think that, I think that's, um, you know, I'll give that, it, it deserves that badge. Whether yeah, it and not, it, It's yeah. very thought provoking too. Yes. And 
you know, and I think that it's worthy of discussion, especially it's like here, we've probably had one of the longer discussions that we've had about one of these segments in a little while. And I think there is a lot to say about yeah. something like this. So do you have any other notes? Cause I have one more thing. This, uh, this is the thing I teased before we start recording that I have a surprise to bring in. I don't know if you have anything else. No, hit me with it, man. Okay. So a couple things here, some trivia. Starloggers.com, which I have no idea what that is, ranks this as number two in its top 10 Twilight Zone episodes from the 80s. I don't agree with that. Uh, it is good. I mean, I don't know. That also implies that they've watched the rest of it, so we have no idea what's coming. <laughs> um, so then uh, tr- the episode uh, from the original series, Night Call from 64, was scheduled to air on November 22nd, 1963. But due to the assassination of Kennedy, it was rescheduled for February 64. Cause that dealt with the old lady taking phone calls from the dead. So mm-hmm. they, they rescheduled that. Right. So then, and then we also mentioned that, um, you know, I am the night calling me black was written by Serling in kind of response to the way people treat each other. That was his kind of, but then here, here's the thing. Um, so I, um, there's the book as I knew him by, uh, Rod Serling's daughter, uh, Ann Serling, which I recommend to everybody. It's, it's a great book. I, Listen to the audio version, which she narrated. It's a wonderful book. Um, I don't have it exactly here word for word, but I did find a blog that is actually, it's called the night gallery, dot uh, wordpress.com. So I'll give credit where credit's due um, that she mentioned that um, in the book that he was brought to DC to try to write some speeches, to try to like whatever Kennedy was being buried to try to find like this emotional tone for what happened. I don't have that here, but I do have, um, it's a, something he actually wrote out, um, uh, regarding Kennedy. So this is his, what he said about this. Um, more than a man has died, more than a gallant young president has been put to death, more than a high office of a land has been assaulted. What is to be mourned now as an ideal. What has been assassinated is a faith in ourselves. What has been murdered is a belief in our own decency, our capacity to love our sense of order and logic and civilized decorum. To the leftist and to the rightist and to the absolutist and to the men of little faith but strong hate and to all of us who have helped plant this ugly and loathsome seed that had blossomed forth on the street in Dallas on last Friday, this is the only dictum we can heed now. For civilization to survive, it must remain civilized. And if there's to be any hope for our children and theirs, we must never again allow violence to offer itself as an excuse for our own insecurities, our weaknesses, and our own fears. This is not an arguable doctrine for simply a better life. It is a condition for our continued existence. A true word, wordsmith. I mean, seriously. I, I, I mean, it can translate to today still. I mean, like, unfortunately, you know, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you can't talk about certain events, obviously, but like those words ring true still. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's sad. It's actually really sad that we're still, you know, dealing with the, the kind of stuff that we are today as a civilization. It's like, and it's that make us that, you know, civilize, you know? Well, and also considering he wrote this lesson the week after the actual assassination. Right. So like, you know, it's just, you know, I, you and I weren't there. Like we'll never have that snapshot, but it's like, just, I think it was important that I wanted to bring in uh Serling's own uh, take on it because he was there to witness it. And, you know, he was as much as he was a cynical person and he didn't want to be cynical you know, he, he always was hoping for the greater good. And you could tell this as well as things. It was a body blow and he was struggling with it. And that's, I mean, that's valid. Yeah. And yeah, obviously it made it a great impact on him to write, you know, an episode solely on his, uh, um, 
you know, idea yeah. of what happened and how it affected him. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so I think, I think that's going to do it, um, for the discussion on profile and silver, unless you have anything else, we can get to that twist. Now let's do it, man. All right, here the, here's that twist. A twist rating one through five, one meaning we've seen it from a mile away, five meaning mind blowing does not affect our view of the episode itself. Um, the moment it got to somebody like going back in the past and watching the Kennedy assassination and having read 11, 2263, I'll give it a two. Cause I'm like, Oh shit, he's going to try to stop the assassination. That didn't seem like much of a surprise to me. Uh, so my twist and what I found in it is that Kennedy was going to go into the future and take over as a, some kind of like yep. step in for like giving people guidance. I'm going to give that a five. I did not expect <laughs> that at all. It is, it is ridiculous. Right. But kind of in a, kind of in a hopeful kind of way that we hope that he's, uh, he's out there in the future. Right. Uh, yeah, so crates. Yeah, so crates. Version two. <laughs> so crates loves baseball. So crates loves. So crates FK. Um, yeah, so crates yeah. loves San Dimas, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody gets pudding, right? Everybody gets pudding so you can fix the time machine. So, all right, uh, that's going to do it for the discussion about Profile and Silver. Uh, you guys can find us on Facebook at uh, Strange Highways. Uh, we're always posting weird images there. Um, I do have some fun ones of a future watch and some holograms that might show up here later. Um, I just, you know, there it there was a hard one to get some images from. This was a very, uh, very serious episode, even. Even for its time, it was hard to get some of this. There's not a lot of, um, not a lot of like ridiculous images, but the time watch was definitely the good one of go-to. Them. Is always the the, the te- technology that they're using. Yeah, I <laughs> like that they didn't even bother. It's like boop 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 boop. It's like yeah, I get it. You're just like you're just touching the watch. Like I get it anyway. Like like it's Star Trek things, but it's fine. Um, so it's like, oh, my watch, it's a mint chocolate chip. I'm just going to touch it anyway. So uh, yeah, we're posting things there. You guys can email us directly at strange highways, podcast, gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts about this or, you know, message us on the Facebook or, you know, like wherever you, wherever you find your podcasts, uh, rate and review us, uh, share it. I know rate and reviewing is hard. I know we always talk about this every week. Cause it's like, Hey, everybody go do a thing. And it's like, how do you do it? Well, to be honest, we don't know half the time how to do it, but we do appreciate it. Um, and the more the merrier, if you enjoy the show, let other people know, uh, cause we're in it for the long haul. We're in it for the dead run, right? Terry, we're all the way to hell and back with this thing. Uh, we're going to get there and I don't, yeah, I mean, we'll be, we'll, we'll be dragging through the muck if we have to, Yeah, like we're going to need, we're knee deep in this shit folks. Like yeah, we're you, doing you, it. We have you like, I don't know. I know there's so many other twilight zone podcasts out there. I just, I honestly can't tell you how many have actually done all, done it all. Right. And we're going to, we're going to do it all one way or another, hell or high water for you. Yes. For you, the listener, all five of you, all five of you, we appreciate you and you're all attractive and you're looking good today. Do you have a new haircut anyway? So, um, (laughs) all right. So, so Terry, how can people find us otherwise? Uh, well, you can reach us by smoke signal. Um, like Tinder grinder, um, you know, I don't yeah. know. Farmers only. Carrier pigeon. Um, like, <laughs> but we're on Instagram as well. Uh, are, we're, are you we're a having, Kennedy? Are you offended by this? Let us know. It's fine. You know, uh, it, um, if we're doing the Instagram thing still folks, uh, yeah, reach out to us there. If you, like Paul says, just please try to like, you know, do some kind of rating. Like I know yeah. Spotify has their own little rating thing in that. I know that it like with all the different servers, they have their own little like kickback thing that you can do for us, whatever that is. 
I mean, even if you just tell a friend and, you know, or if you listen on a certain format and you're not really caring for the other ones, you could go on to a different format and just rate us on there. <laughs> oh, That's oh, a thing. I was thinking you that you'd be like, you're going to find another cheat Twilight on Zone. your format. No, you're going to rate us. Find another Twilight Zone podcast and talk shit and start a war. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying do that. I'm also saying not, not do that. <laughs> I, I, do what you got to do. It's going to um, be like eventually Terry and I went up in a, like a parking lot with like a bunch of like broken glass. We're going to be wearing like nice suits and ties and just flicking cigarettes at other, other uh, podcast hosts. It's going to be a throwdown. We're, we're not going to, we're not going to shame the other twilight zone podcast, but we're going to say that we are the best. Yeah. But you, got, you guys could you shame the them. You guys could shame them. I'm not saying you should, but anyway, but, <laughs> But you get a high five when we finally get to meet you. Yeah, I'll, I'll slip you a Kennedy fifty cent piece if that happens, right? So, yeah, yeah, I have some actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, I thought this was a very interesting discussion, and hopefully, you stayed for all of it. Right. So, I whatever. Um, you know, twenty minute segment, hour and a half conversation. What 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 is what is this anyway? So, uh, let's talk about what we're doing next. And now, Mister Serling. Um, so next episode, we're getting into the second half of uh, episode 20 from season one. Uh, Terry, are you excited? It's Button Button. It's a Richard Matheson uh, story. Yeah, I, I mean, we need some more Matheson, man. We need somebody who mm-hmm. actually is like like a solid storyteller yes. and uh, that we can really have like a, a really grounded conversation about we're something. We're getting some Matheson back in this Twilight Zone. It's going to be great. And also, Terry, just for your own peace of mind, three actors. Oh, Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> so we can spend the other hour and 20 minutes talking about just the, the story itself. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Right. So, um, and you know, we'll, we'll get to button button. It's, it's a solid segment. Um, but I'm glad that we got to talk about profile and silver. That's going to do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. Um, you know, like I just, I don't know if you go back in time, just, just, um, just observe, don't mess with stuff. Like just kind of leave it the way you found it for the rest of us. Right. It's like a national park. Don't ruin it for the rest of us. Because either way, you're going to have to pay the piper. President, I believe Secret Service rules prohibit an agent from drinking while on duty. Ah, permission granted to go off duty.